Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Lyle's Movie Files. This is Jeffrey Lyle's, your host. Jace, Gunner, and Chief are joining me to talk about the CW superhero shows, which I've said about 40 times before getting tongue twisted and actually being able to say correctly. We're talking about The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and mentioning a little bit about Supergirl, which none of us caught. We're also breaking down the third episode of Inhumans. Did it manage to get any better? Are we still invested? Stay tuned. We're also breaking down a few movies, including It and Happy Death Day. And in the back end of this podcast, you're going to hear a special roundtable interview I had with Marshall's star, Chadwick Boseman, and director Reginald Hudley. I tried desperately to get them to break some kind of news about Black Panther, but they were too busy focusing on their own movie. Anyway, that's the show for today. Hopefully you'll enjoy it. Um, you can check out all of my full reviews on Marshall Has Death Day, It, uh, Bad Match, and a few others on Files Movie Files. Thank you for tuning in and hope you enjoy it. Hello, America, and everybody else. This is Jeffrey Lyles, and this is the third installment of Lyles Movie Files. I am your host, Jeffrey Lyles, of course. Joining me tonight is little brother Jay. What's going on? What up? What up? And the one and only, ring the alarm, is the chief. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Good, man, good. We've got a lot of good stuff to talk about. Uh, no controversies with what's going on in the White House or crazy Hollywood. We're just going to keep it fun and keep it light tonight. So let's get right into it. I was able to finally catch up on a rack of movies this past week thanks to being off for the second guy to discover America, uh, Columbus Day. So I was able to catch up on a bunch of stuff. First off, movie that Jason and I saw. Uh, Sunday, and Lonnie, I know you already saw it. Let's break down finally it. <laughs> so this was the adaptation of the TV movie uh, from Stephen King's very famous, very acclaimed novel where the kids in Derry realize there is a possessed demon that is hunting and killing them down that is dressed in the form of a clown. Hey, check that little piece out there. I'm ready to to sign up with Eminem and start making some raps against 45. So, see, you saw this way, way ahead of me and Jace. What did you think about it? I thought the movie was good. I enjoyed it. Um, it was um, it was a, a decent remake. Usually the remakes kind of suck. And uh, I, I didn't mind spending my, my hard-earned coin for this one. Um it was pretty entertaining. The uh, the Pennywise clown was good. The, the special effects were good. Uh, the story uh, was told quite different than the original one in terms of uh, no flashbacks. Like they were in the moment. When you watch the the old one, every time they were children, it was kind of more or less a flashback. Um, so you kind of got to see the, this, the story unfold, um, uh, you know, real time, more so than um, the original. Um, and I like about this one, I think, better than the original. Um, but I did like Tim Curry's clown in the original. 
So, you know, but it was a good movie all in all. Yeah. All right, geez. Let me tell you how good this movie was. This movie was so good that when Dick and I went to see it, there was like 88 teenagers, and they were all very excited to see each other because apparently they can only see each other in person in school and in movie theaters. But they weren't the problem. The problem was this couple who clearly must be having an affair because they had no interest in the movie. They talked from the second the trailer started right through to the end of the movie. And they weren't talking about, hey, I think that clown's about to get her. They were just talking about life in general. And they weren't quiet like in the No, they were talking in like a regular kind of voice, just like this. But because it was so good, we just kept watching it. And, yeah, I made sure I had my nightlight ready when I went to sleep. And I've been very leery of any clowns that I've seen since Sunday. Chase, what about you? <laughs> uh, I will co-sign on this movie had to have been great to not been a moment. I, I, I threatened to walk out in, like, the first five minutes. But then after the first scene, it was like, you know what, I guess I can't stick around for this. Because it was very, it definitely deserved its R rating, and that was some, and the stuff they did was stuff they could not have done on the TV. I'm not going to spoil any scene that's really cool that they did, uh, that they couldn't have done on the TV, but it, it was very good. And I actually liked the, I love Tim Curry's uh, Pennywise, because A, it's even more scary because he's, hey, I'm just Bobo the Clown. I could be any clown. Versus this one was kind of, uh, I should be freaked out running the other way if I see this guy. Oh, and now you give me excellent reason to really be weary of clowns. So I, I, I thought it was definitely worth the $20 you're probably going to spend. Uh, don't bother getting popcorn because you will throw it up in the air at least three times. So, yeah, it was definitely worth oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, and a lot of people already have, but if you haven't, Go see it on the big screen where everybody can scream at once and it's not just you because this movie is not the kind of horror movie you want to watch for the first time by yourself at home, right? Yes. Yeah. Watch, watch with friends and loved ones who will not judge you for kind of freaking out. Now, now calling into the to the studio of Lyle's Movie Files <laughs> is the one and only the big gun, Gunner. How are you today, my friend? I'm doing well. How's it going, guys? I'm good, man. We're all good. We're excited to see you back in, in studio with us here. We've been breaking down no the doubt. movies. Talking Great. About yeah, movies. yeah. I saw the uh, It situation, which I did skip because I don't do clowns. I'm not afraid to admit that. That's it. Yeah, you story. cannot see this movie. The miniseries is bad enough. I'm not doing the whole paying $20 more <laughs> for something that's freaked me out that was free when I was a kid. Not happening. So I'm glad it's an enjoyable movie for people that like to be freaked out in that way. Got it. Hey, Gunner, I've got a, I've got another movie for you since you're not big on clowns. I saw it earlier this week. It is coming out tomorrow, which is appropriately Friday the 13th. It was Happy Death Day. Happy Death Day yeah. is about this girl named Tree who wakes up and enjoys her birthday until a murderous masked man shows up and kills her. Then she wakes up 
and it happens over and over and over again. Now, you definitely got the comparison right away from my synopsis that this is a horror movie-style take on Groundhog Day. And it absolutely is, and the screenwriter definitely made sure to pay homage and recognize it, so like, hey, look, I'm not ripping it off because I'm telling everybody this is like Groundhog Day with a horror movie twist. And it has this cool 90s movie style where it's like the masked man and the snarky kind of teenager. After like the first three deaths, Tree is like, nope, not having this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do all this stuff so I don't get killed. And the concept is awesome because it's like, yo, how many times will it take for her to die? And, And she's smart enough to keep trying to come up with different ways to avoid getting killed. And it's kind of like got this mystery thing of who's the person that's killing her because she's been such a raging witch that she's got tons of people who want to kill her or who could possibly kill her. Jace went with me to see this movie. Jace, what did you think about it? Uh, I'm, I'm not, not even – I wouldn't even give this as much a synopsis as uh, you. If you see the trailer, uh, which we I think we saw for it – I was like, oh, I'm not going to go see that. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, huh, that looks kind of funny. Oh, that actually looks like a cool concept for a horror movie. And it sticks the landing on all those fronts. It's like, it is a horror movie. It does have some humorous fronts. Like, where you're like, oh, okay, cool. All right, uh, that was funny. But then all the horror part really just like, oh, damn, oh, oh, shoot. Yeah, so definitely worth seeing. Especially on a Friday the 13th, uh, can it's rated R, deserves its rated R, but if you, you know, you're not bringing kids to it, you'll really enjoy it. So basically, if you like Scream and Groundhog Day, you just mix them up in a blender, you got Happy Death Day. Good stuff. Exactly so what it looks like on a trailer, movie. so that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And since y'all haven't seen it, I just want to throw this question out for both you and Lonnie. What's your favorite horror movie? Let's go with you, Chief. What was your favorite horror movie? Oh man, I, that's that's hard. That's even hard. We were talking horror movies today uh, at work, and uh, the funny thing is, I purchased tickets for this today at work. I'm going to see this tomorrow around twelve o'clock. Um, nice. But um, my favorite horror movie, you know, I'm a, I'm a werewolf guy. Huh. Um. So. I'm 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 gonna go with uh I like uh anybody ever see Dog Soldiers? No. Huh. Okay. Well What's Dog Soldiers I mean like it's about uh these army guys taking on a uh, pack of werewolves. So huh. so Dog Soldiers was good. Um oh, what's the other werewolf movie? Uh, you know, of course, you, you you put me on the spot with it. Um, and I'm not going to say the, the Howling. The first Howling was good. Um, uh, Silver Bullet, I enjoyed. Um, did anybody ever see, when we were young, Night of the Demon? They go to this um, uh, crematorium, and they, they try to have a Halloween party there. And... Um, once a once a year, this this demonic force escapes uh, from out of the cellar in the crematorium and takes possession of anybody who actually is there. And um, so, so demon movies and werewolf movies are up there with me. 
Um, and there's a web movie that's on, that is in my mind right now, and I can't think of that I, that uh, uh, that was pretty good to me. But but mostly, you know, if, if I'm gonna go horror movies, demon and werewolf movies. I am also a werewolf guy, and so I like different takes on werewolves. Like I like Jack Nicholson's wolf, even though it was. Jack Nicholson being Jack Nicholson as a werewolf who get a guy who becomes a werewolf. That doesn't count as a horror movie, but if we're going with horror movies and we're doing werewolves, American Werewolf in London is probably my favorite horror movie, even though I don't do horror movies. <laughs> if that makes any sense at all. Yeah. So I'm not going to interest you in Clowncher Guys. All right. So... Now that we hit up the movies, uh, one other recommendation for you guys coming up soon is this movie called Bad Match. It's uh, basically about this guy who's lived six, and he's enjoying every moment of being single until he meets this one girl who is very much about being in a relationship. And she is not so keen on being dumped after a one-night stand. And that does not work out very well for our protagonist. And things go very badly, and it's a kind of a modern take. It's another one where you take something from back in the day. So this one is like a fatal attraction mix, and you throw it in with like a, I don't know, what what's a movie about dating apps? None, right? Yeah. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. There's really nothing like that. So they made a fatal attraction for the modern age. It's great. Bad match. Check it out. It's coming November 3rd, I believe. I'll check with it. My review is already up on Vile's Movie Files if you're curious about it. Now, let's move on to all the fun stuff that's happened on the small screen. Uh, Friday, we had another installment of everybody's favorite TV show, Inhumans. <laughs> wow. Gunner, uh, what's your take on it? Let, let's hear what you thought of it so far. In humans, I will admit I have been steering clear, and let me ask, let me tell you why. From the poster, yeah, from the poster, yeah, I'll take it. From the poster on, I'm sitting here like this isn't, this doesn't look, this feels like I've had an aversion to this kind of take on things since the uh, terrible X Men, in which have gone really off the rails. Now, I know this side of Marvel has done well. But I'm just weary. I just don't want to deal with it. And then this week after, you know, and then I'm just looking forward to my to my DC movie, uh, DC uh, comic book heroes here on uh, CW. So I'm not doing Inhuman. I will. Right, there will be other see. reasons of why. There are other reasons why I'm not doing Inhumans, and we'll probably get to that later in the show. But right. let's let's go. Yeah. Okay. All right. See. Maybe you can convince Gunner and humans is where he needs to be putting his Friday nights. Where do you think on what's gone down the last episode? Are you talking? You talking to me? Yeah, man. <laughs> You've been the biggest proponent of this series. I, well, I think we I think we recall last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Two. That is still the current uh, 
condition of inhuman. Episode that, 2 has the not been watched. for you. Right. It, it has not been watched. Um, it may not be watched. Uh, and I will listen to what you think of episode 3 or 4, whatever it may be on. And that will, I mean, that's an hour out of my life, Jeff. Man, I'm, I'm running out of options here. All right, all right. I'm with you. I'm with you. Because Jace texted me, and he was like, man, I'm so excited that you got me on Inhumans. Jace, what did you think about Inhumans Episode 3? You know, you know, I would really like to meet the Jace you're talking about, but it is not me. I I took the, took the grenade on this one because uh, I figured no one else would watch this show, and Jeff would just be talking to himself. I really wish I had not wasted that hour and just should have just kept moving and unpacking stuff. It, it's not good. I mean, it's not, it, no, it actually is actually less than um, Iron Fist because you're carry, you don't know enough about any of these characters to care about. Her. Less than I mean, Iron Fist? Yeah. I'm never watching like, the show then. Never. No, I don't <laughs> I mean, because it's like, it's like, the Inhumans are not, they, even like how Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. probably did Inhumans, like, oh, everybody looks all nice and pretty beside one person. This one does kind of the same thing. It's like everybody, it's just like the X-Men where everybody has superpowers, but none of them look like freaks. So what's the point of being separate from anybody else? I mean, but again, then they try and put them in like regular costumes, I mean, regular clothes. It's like they don't look special at all, and again, Maximus looks like the, yeah, this is a stupid system, uh, why should I not tear it down, and no one has to be, no one has figured out a good reason, and his stupidity of magically leaving Crystal, like, hey, we have a teleporting dog here, hey, it can teleport anybody in the world, anywhere in the world. But yet, we're going to have no guards on this dog, so it just needs to get kind of jostled, and now it's awake? <laughs> James Bond, I will tell you exactly how I'm going to kill you now. <laughs> oh, uh, let me have these knots as loose as possible while I tell you this excellent plan. And I turn my back. <laughs> but again, it just was texting me, like, why? I, I, I told him at one point, it's like, they tried to make this scene where Medusa, who's been an inhuman or whatever, who, again, I don't know how you make an attractive woman look blah. And it was like, that's not cool. I, 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 didn't, think, I didn't think that was cool. But her talking to an ATM demanding money, it was like, wait, are these? do they have no contact with the world and they just have nothing, no idea of what's going on or they just, so above it, they don't need it. It They have not figured out how to do that. And the rest of the people, you're just like, don't care. Now, one, one problem I've been having so far is how inconsistent they're writing being humans. Because one scene will have Crystal in a fully furnished apartment where she's got a bed and she's got some Beats headphones and she's got an iWatch. But she looks like she's really up on technology. And Maximus has access to the target on the Talon. And 
Padawan, that's how he said. And he's got Target clippers, but he knows how to cut hair with it. But for some reason, the dude comes on Earth, and he talks to an ATM. And it's like, what's going on? I mean, they have no consistency with one thing to the next. It's like, figure out what y'all are doing and stick to that, as opposed to just making them look like buffoons just to get a little humor. Because it's not... Oh! Oh, so, okay, so my instincts are right. It is like a show we were about to talk about a little later. Got it. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes, yes. All right. Okay, so, all right, so this is a big premiere week for the rest of DC on CW. Uh, and humans kind of got the ball rolling, but now it's time for all the shows from Supergirl, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, Flash, and Arrow. I know none of us probably haven't seen Arrow yet tonight, but let's talk about what we did see. Uh, let's see. Uh, I know I'm very excited about talking about Legends of Tomorrow, so let's just jump ahead and start with that. Gunner, the Legends of Tomorrow came back and things have gone topsy-turvy. Rip Hunter is back and he's got this new time bureau who's going to fix everything that the Legends screwed up. I know you did not like any of this, but as someone who has been very on the fence with returning to Legends this season, I actually like this season premiere because they actually started to acknowledge that they've been major screw-ups and have done absolutely nothing right in terms of preserving the timeline. And now it's just like, hey, let's go out, explore time, cause a mess, and we'll use our fancy-dandy men in black pins to make everybody forget how badly we've screwed everything up. So this means Sarah can sleep with whoever she wants to yeah, quite terrible. because now she'll make them forget it. And so it's awesome, and we've even managed to get rid of Dixon temporarily so Nate can't screw up the 1940s. Gunner, that's my friend. I'm actually <laughs> surprisingly <laughs> ready for next week's episode. Gunner. You're up. What did you think about it? Uh, I, okay, yeah. Donna was actually taken care of within the first you know, couple of seconds, and I can't believe I'm saying that out loud. Um, so this, this, I have to disagree with you, Jeff. This is not good. I mean, sure, they're going around and they're fixing what was broken, whatever. But, hey, let's not forget who put the effing team together. Rip, who now is saying you screwed everything up. You're the one that put us together three seasons ago to these terrible seasons ago. So two terrible seasons ago. So why are you now mad at us? And now you're made this men in black bureau with this men in black flashy thing, because I guess in your universe, that was a movie too. And you're still stealing from there and you're getting mad at us for doing what you told us to do. Secondly, come on, man, this, that episode was why, like why? Okay. And now they got to prove themselves, but they prove themselves by screwing up more. And let's be clear. I don't want to spoil it too much, but it's such a terrible show. Who cares? Like, why? <laughs> why is there one remnant or whatever you want to call it left over so that, you know, to cause an issue? And anyway, so that would, that would be the one remnant episode, I would want to see. The, remnant, no, the, the best thing about this episode show. was, no, the best thing about this episode was, um, was uh, a you know, quick cameo from Kid Flash. So that was nice. Uh, other than that, I'm good. 
I'm like, wow. So old girls working in a Walmart, or excuse me, Bed Bath and Beyond, but they can't say Bed Bath Beyond, so they say something else. And then, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, I'm pretty much like, yeah, I'm done with this show. Like, as if the season finale wasn't bad enough, we broke time of last season. They didn't exactly fix the show. They broke the show. They broke the show again. And I'm, I'm about done. There's no reason for this hodgepodge wannabe Firefly, wannabe, you know what I mean? Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, rogue group put together to do some stuff. Um, there's no plot. They're trying to find plots through other shows, through other movies, and it's too much. They, the show should not have come back this season. This should be their last season. Period. There's a reason for you to stick around. Just breaking today, Victor Garber, who plays Professor Stein, is leaving the show so he can go on Broadway, which means no more dorky, geeky, sciencey interaction between him and lame ways to keep Firestorm out of action. So, so no more Firestorm. Awesome. Uh, I, maybe they'll, maybe I think what they'll do is just find somebody else to help merge with him. But I'm glad they're not going to have Stein on there because he was always like the scene stealer that was just ridiculous. Now, I know Lonnie has been dealing with his new puppy edition, so he didn't catch anything. But The Flash also had its season premiere on Tuesday. And this was a really interesting season premiere because I didn't like how last season ended. Because we knew the second that Barry went away to the Speed Force, he was going to come back. The entire point of the show is The Flash. So if he's gone, there's no show. And so they had to spend most of the season premiere kind of bringing everything back to status quo. Iris was now in charge of Team Name to be determined later. Maybe Team could flash, maybe Team 5. But this this squad couldn't handle a robot samurai. So they were, there were some troubles all around until Cisco decided, you know what we need to do? I need to get Caitlin back in the band and we just need to go get Barry. Everything that happened in that season finale, just ignore it. We're going to go back and we're going to get Barry, and we're going to fix everything. And I kind of felt like the writers were like, eh, maybe that wasn't the best idea for us to end the season and then to send Caitlin away from the team. Let's just act like it didn't happen and see who cares. And for the most part, after they went through that whole stretch of fixing everything that they kind of botched the season finale last year, I like this episode. There were no darkness. There were no night fight scenes, which has always been one of my big pet peeves of this season, or with the series in general. Flash is much more of a, a daytime hero, and he needs to fight in the day. And this time, all the fight scenes happened during the day, which I liked. Barry was back. He's got a cool new costume. And if the trailer for next week is any indication, it's going to borrow several pages from Spider-Man Homecoming. But uh, this kind of got everything back the good footing for me and we saw the main bad guy right away so there's no mystery and he's not whisking around because he's not a speedster and so I'm very cautiously optimistic that this season will fix some of the problems from last year or last season. Jace, what do you think? Okay. I like last season of Flash uh, so that was probably I'm a little different. Uh, I never liked so-and-so's uh, armor but that they came up with a nice, nice reason around that. Uh, I like this season uh, premiere. 
Like, I mean, I, I haven't had any issue with Flash. So I was like, okay. Like, and actually, two seconds of peekaboo was like, okay. Now that would be a problem. No, yeah. You guys aren't very good without, uh, Flash. Uh, I, I mean, I, I mean, I'll, I'll see where it goes next week. I mean, this isn't a show that's making me abandon, uh, all hope of good, so. I'm good. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm here. I'll stick around next week. See what happens. Alright, Gunner, did you catch that? Did you catch Flash? I was like, okay. Um, yeah. Gotta bring Barry back. This is an episode to do it. They didn't prolong his weird, um, that weird, uh, beautiful mind situation. They just said, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, oh, Iris, I know. Iris will get in trouble. So I feel like, yeah, there was a little rush in trying to, like, fix everything. But I'm still, like, the alternative is to wait another episode or two for him to get back or something, you know, get back to normal or something like that. Now we can start season two anew with this, yeah, the costume thing. I'm like, uh, we'll see what happens with this thing. That was kind of silly. I'm not down with the whole not adjusting to my automatic costume thing. Um, it's been done too many times before on too many different shows and too many cartoons in our past. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll sit through this. Um, as long as there's not another Glee episode, even though I think there actually might be in the works. Um, uh, yeah, exactly. No Glee, I, I'm, no Glee, no Glee. No, no, no. I'm not cool with the Glee reunion. I don't want another musical show. That was like the worst. Um, hey. but I'm if still announcing like about it, this season. I'll just know not to watch. Well, yeah. Exactly. I, yeah, yeah, just like last time. I, and then, yeah. I guess I'm the only one who didn't really enjoy the, the season episode, the season, the season opener. I enjoyed it. I just think it was a little rush. You know what I mean? Like that, it was like, okay, we just got to get this back to normal quick. You know what I mean? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was could have been better, a lot. What did you not like about it, Chief? Right, so last season, why did going into the Speed Force? Right, because something came out, something had to go in. Right. Mm-hmm. So he comes out, and then. I'm not even sure what went in. A Nerf ball. <laughs> a, right. a, a, a pink Nerf ball that Cisco made. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, and then, like, like, I didn't like the way he snapped out of being crazy. So, you know, he's, he's, he's mumbo-jumbo and he's running around talking to himself. Life is bitching or whatever the thing was. And then, hey, Iris is in trouble. And he's back? And then, you know what, you, you know what kills me about this episode, what sometimes kills me about Flash? Kim, Kid Flash is fighting, right? Uh, he's fighting a non-super fast villain. How do you get stabbed? How do you get stabbed? Didn't sit well with me either. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. I'm like, wait, what? Wasn't he supposed to be faster than the Flash at some point? Like, oh, well, he's producing faster or becoming as fast as Barry. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't get that one. <laughs> yeah, they they just because you know they get you to a point where they they've created this uh, parameters for character. And then they break them. And that always irritates me about some of these shows. Like, you, you, you're super fast, so 
you're moving at the speed where you try to fool the, the robot by vibrating your face. You run in on him. He's not a fast robot. You run in on him. He grabs you. He throws you down. Oh, you're not the Flash. Well, okay. So no superpowers came out. He didn't do anything. Basically, he was human except for the fact he could fly to me. Yeah. Like, that wasn't even a threat to the city. <laughs> right. The robot was not. We've had weather demons. Yeah. Like, we had weather brothers, like, destroy the city with a damn tidal yeah. wave. You mean to tell me that a samurai, <laughs> samurai Jack robot can't help, can't, can't, yeah, I dig it. I dig that. I totally dig the villain okay. plot line situation. Okay. It's like whack. Yeah. Okay, so you feeling me then? Yeah, I do feel you on that one. You convinced me because I'm like, yeah, you know what? That's right. <laughs> like, this is it? You need Barry back. Listen, there was a show that got rid of uh, one of the main characters for like five episodes. And it worked because you could do a little slower build. I'm not going to show uh, Jeff, this is one of the shows I, I had you watching. I, I think you enjoyed it. But uh, Fringe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. So you can do it when you have kind of an ensemble character that are all kind of equal. But because the show is The Flash, it was like, okay, we got to get this. I mean, we got rid of uh, Flashpoint in a day. In one episode, so we got to kind of get around Barry being gone in, in, in an episode too. So, I mean, and they always have like the six month delay because that's mm-hmm. the same thing after season one. So, right. you know, it all has this. Oh, it takes a while to get over it, but I mean, you got some night, you got some hope and optimism back in uh, Central City. You know, well, let's see where it goes. Well, yeah, yeah I, you know, I did read. Yeah, I did read that somewhere that they're going to do a nicer, friendlier Flash versus a darker, befuddled one last year, last season. He's like going back to fun time Flash, which is good because that's the character. But well, well, I don't know. I, I'm optimistic about yeah. it, but I definitely see what you mean <laughs> about <laughs> about Kid Flash and the villain. Fine. It was too much. Like I said, they they got The villain's got to get better. Oh well. Know. The thinker's not a not an idiot, so we'll see what happens. For a beautiful mind, uh, works out. Exactly. I feel like that's gonna come back in some cool way or something, right? Yeah. Let's cross our fingers and hope. <laughs> so I was watching with Allison. She's like, "Oh, you, what is shapes?" And I'm like, "Dude, it might be Kryptonian." <laughs> <laughs> He's traveling you know, dimensions. Man. It could be Kryptonian. You never know. Hey. Yeah, we'll see what we'll see what's happening. You know, what's going on with uh, uh the frost? Because as you know, she uh out of power now. She can control it, maybe. I don't know. So that looks like it's going to be pretty good. Especially, I guess she's been working for a bad guy too, which is probably she's been working for the bad guy. It'll right. probably tie in somehow like that. I like that. I think that's a good storyline from her, as opposed to who she's dating this season and who's trying to get with her. Yeah, I'm kind of yeah. like, yeah, I was kind of tired of her love stories and her falling in love with a damn villain or somebody like that, or somebody connected to the villain all the time. Right, and yeah. the same with the other dude. Look at that, Cisco. Uh, Cisco? Yeah, man, I could be that unlucky. He's in love with his alter ego, actually. What does that say? He He's in love with his alter ego. No, By the but way, then, been pretty yeah, isn't that him, though, in that world? Like, you get what I mean? 
He's in love with his alter ego. But he has the same powers. But, you know, Five and Gypsy are – what they kind of messed up on is, is Gypsy should have a lot different power set than him. Right. Like, she should be making illusions and, and just making her a teleporter. Which is not what Vibe does anyway in the comic. It's, it's kind of goofy. Neither one of I them do that in the comic, right. Yeah. That's why I was like, I'm like, in the – yeah. powers are cool. Yeah, but in the parameters of this show, isn't that his alter ego at that point? So he's in love with himself. Which that's what I'm getting at. I'm like, that's weird. But, yeah, you're right. Vibe and Gypsy are two different characters in the same universe usually in the comic book, but they got to get around that in this CW situation. Because Cisco can't be happy in a relationship. No, no, no. Here's no. an idea. No. Maybe all of this stuff that Barry's writing on the wall will tie into the crisis on Earth situation, on Infinite Earth situation that's going to be the big crossover for this season between all four shows where they're going to travel. You mean the... That's maybe it. Yeah. The one that forces us to watch Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl. Yeah. Yay. Well, that's the only time I want to watch them. Can't wait for another dance and sing episode. Yeah, we're not doing that. (laughs) Maybe Dance and Gamble will show up on there. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) When is the the crisis episode? Do we know that? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be uh, the week after Thanksgiving. So you're going to have more reasons oh. to be thankful from the CW. On I was hoping it would be after. Uh, I, was, I was hoping it would be after uh, Black Lightning's air so they can, like, throw them in there real quick or something. Damn. No. They're they're going to introduce another character. They're going to introduce the Ray. He's okay. going to show up on that to tie into his cartoon web series on CWC. Right. Just like they did kind of with, yeah. what's her name? Yeah, Vixen. Vixen, yeah. Right. So we'll see him. Maybe we'll see some more of the Freedom Fighters. I know they are going to at least cool. have Phantom Lady and Black nice. Condor on the cartoon. Yeah. Okay. And Earth-X is the one where the Freedom Fighters are fighting against the Nazis. Right. So it kind of stands the reason they should show up. Nice. You said Supergirl. Yeah, Supergirl correspondent. What are you hoping to see this season in Supergirl? More Monel relationship drama? Better writing. I can do without all that relationship. Uh, I have this relationship crap. I don't know if it's a girl. I mean, because I don't know any... Listen. Other than the the girls you see show up at the... uh, the cosplay stuff and everything. How many women do you know, like, in your day-to-day who be like, yeah, I was watching Flash last night. I don't know that many. Oh, I, I work in IT, so, you know, there's a lot of nerds. All right, so <laughs> a lot of nerds. I'm around a lot of nerds, it? so, yeah. Okay, because I, I don't know anybody who watches it other than, you know, I don't even know if I'd bring it up at work. So, it's one of those those secret pleasures, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I hope that uh, it's, the writing is a little better. I hope they, uh, they think about what they're doing. Because, you, you know, the, the Jimmy Olsen running cat toes, like, how the hell did that happen? I can deal with Man. that, but the fact that he was Guardian, I was like, all right, I'm done. That's when I drew the line at Supergirl. Monel and her, okay, fine, cool, I can dig that. 
that's fine, even though that's away from the comic. But that whole that whole guardian thing, I'm like, y'all just trying to make a black superhero when you don't need one. You had plenty. Yo. It's so terrible. They messed up, man, man. Oh, my gosh. So Team doesn't like Cyborg, and Gunner doesn't like Black Guardian. So basically what I'm getting is you guys don't like Black superheroes. <laughs> no, that's, that's untrue. Well, let's, I'm let's excited for the one. I'm excited for Black Lightning very much so because he's his own show. That's it. They're not trying to force a superhero persona on a newspaper photographer for all generations and all decades. We're not doing that with Jimmy Olsen one. So he needs to get rescued all the time by one super person. That's all his job is. Anyway, so, so, so Cyborg, however, <laughs> if he's just a teen titan, I'm good. They keep trying to make him more, but they don't give him a origin story. For, oh, no, they give him the same origin story, but they don't give him, like, a, a plot, a, a canon or anything. He's just there. And I I can't get with that. So it's not me against the black superheroes. It's the fact that they're not developing them well or doing it right. 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 Feels, don't you love hey, – hey, Gunner, don't you love Luke Cage? Give me Luke Cage. Give me my Black Panther. Give me Black Lightning when it comes. I read that. Give me my give me my Jonathan Stewart, man. Will's better than freaking all the other Green Lanterns. Come on, man. I'm down. <laughs> but those characters, all the characters that we just named, are developed well. Hey, man, they developed Guardian. Yeah, but not this guy. If he's not getting whooped, what does he need? What, what does the show need Supergirl for? Uh, to fight Superman and win. <laughs> <laughs> true. She is the well, strongest of them all. Right. I mean, true. I mean, she's supposed to have a denser skin and all that stuff, so there you go. Yeah. Hey, yo. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to watch. I'm going to go ahead and watch, man. I'm going to do my best just like I do every season because I dig superheroes, move, uh, super, Superman, Supergirl, I dig it. I just want to see how close they get to the comic. And, you know, since she's stealing all of Superman's uh, villains sometimes here and there, like Parasite and all them, I'm, I'm like, all right, let's, let's keep watching. Let's see but, what happens. But, but, again, what happened to Maxwell Lord? Yeah, what happened to him? Because that's he's actually her head. villain. Uh, the other girl took over. Uh, the, the girl she's yeah. friends with, uh, Luther's sister. But again, what happened to Maxwell Lord? <laughs> right? Oh. <laughs> right, like. Like, we have a poster of, that was I, I used to be a billionaire it. in National yeah. City, but now I'm, I don't even care when, uh, an army of Daxamites, I'm supposed to be so smart right. and intelligent. An army of Daxamites, nah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I'll, I'll go to another, I went to another city. Come on. Yeah, what really happened? Because you're absolutely right. Like they, that was when I was actually watching it. I'm like, wait, he kind of did just disappear. Wow. That, that was when you were invested in the show. It really was, <laughs> and as you know, you know, well, more invested than Legends of Tomorrow. Hey man, you know yeah. we, we got to watch that. Any parting words, Gunner? Um, Legends of Tomorrow needs to be canceled in the middle of the season, and that's it. <laughs> Show's terrible. Uh, I'm going to enjoy uh, looking forward to uh, after uh, hanging out with my nephew for his birthday. Happy birthday, Tristan. Uh, now I'm going to go back and I'll watch uh, Arrow. So, good time. Good deal. Keith, how about you? Wrap it up, man. Hey, uh, during the halftime, they showed the, uh, the Star Wars trailer the other day. That thing was fire. 
I don't know if any of you saw it. But, uh, yeah. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. So, I, I you know, I was, I'm, I was, when they showed, I was like, oh, going to go see it. So, yeah. I know it's not as exciting yeah. to you seeing Cyborg starring in Justice but <laughs> it's a close second. Yeah. <laughs> all right, fellas. This is always fun. Thank y'all for tuning in. We'll do it again next week. And for now, this episode of Loud Music Files has been filed. So, you know, I guess when everybody's seeing Marshall, they're expecting the typical biopic, the mm-hmm. early years, the mm-hmm. early life of Thurgood Marshall. Mm-hmm. What, why did you guys decide to do something different when you kind of look at one specific case in his life? Well, you answered your own question. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, uh, you know, so often these movies uh, become what I call medicine movies. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, baby, take this cut of oil. I know it tastes bad, but it's good for you. Like, I resent that as a moviegoer. You know, I work hard all week. I'm <laughs> taking my lady out to go to movies. I want to have a good time. You know, and I don't want to be preached to. I don't want to see a movie that I never want to see again. Um, I'm a big believer, as a filmmaker, I'm a big believer in genre, right? And I said, how do we make this movie a great movie if Thurgood Marshall was not the star, if Joe Blow was the attorney? Mm -hmm. Right? You do that by making it a great legal thriller, by making it kind of a western in some ways because he's this guy who goes from town to town delivering justice like Shane the Marshal the Marshal or you know and it you know in some ways it's kind of you know buddy film because these two guys who definitely are not aligned initially but in a very sincere way earn each other's respect and trust so I mean I think those are those things just make any movie that works, that make it work as a successful piece of entertainment. So then, if you get some more profound things out of it, it's it's earned and it's deserved. I just finished watching Message from the King, which I liked. Uh, one thing I've really noticed about your performance is you always bring something different, like especially with the historical figures. So like with James Brown, you had that energy. With Jackie Robinson, you had that dignity. What trait did you want to bring out with Thurgood Marshall that audiences may not know about? Um, I think his. I think there's uh, there's a there's a courage there with him. You know, you got to talk about who is the guy that that chooses to do this. Like he chose to do it. Um, he chose to be the single lawyer that the NAACP had that time running around. You know, going into dangerous places. Um, he wanted to be the guy to take the shot. So I think there's this ultimately it's, it's, it's courage and then how does he um, deal with the uncomfortability of these moments or deal with personalities, deal with all that leads to the rest of his, his attributes and flaws. Um, but I think ultimately it would be, it would be his courage. Okay. Often we see uh, legislation um, happening, and it's this feeling that you can't do anything about it. How do we stop it from doing it? Like, they're going to do it. And it's this, mm-hmm. like, 
um, ominous day. You know, you may call the day uh, Republicans, you may call them right-wingers, you may call them whatever you want to call them. Um, and I don't think it works that way. I don't think he thought it worked that way. I don't think there's this ominous day. I think those are the individual people who don't all necessarily view things the same way. And, and it takes doing what he did, which is actually getting into the room <coughs> and talking to them about certain issues. And you might not turn a story, but, but even even recently, Trump crossed the line in, um, in two situations, two separate situations um, in terms of uh, dealing with uh, disaster relief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm and dealing with with dreams. So if even he crossed the line, then you can't be on separate, both sides have to get in the room and argue and debate and talk to each other and it can't be this sort of um, boxed in viewpoint. I think Thurgood Marshall is clearly an example of somebody who could do that. It's not like the other biopics that I played, so it's, you know, if I did get up there and just did this persona of Chadwick Boseman, um, in each one of them, then they would all be the same. But James Brown was different than Jackie Robinson and is different than Thurgood Marshall. And when I read this and I read the, the development that, that Reggie um, had pushed on the script, I saw the opportunity to do that immediately. So, um, I think in just choosing the project and choosing him as a director, I was already on the right path um, to make this 